Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Evening Thoughts. My name is Sam, and I'm the host of the show. I'm so glad to have you joining me this evening, wherever you are tuning in from. For those of you who have been listening for a while, I thank you and appreciate all your support. And for those of you who have recently joined, I welcome you. Please don't hesitate to email me at eveningthoughts at hotmail.com and let me know your thoughts and even prayer requests. Here on this show, we address topics like faith, life, death, and the beyond. And if you like what you hear, would you consider sharing this podcast with someone you know? Before we start, some of my listeners sent me their prayer requests this week, and I'd like to take the time to lift them up to the Lord. If you're able, would you join me in prayer? God, at this time, I pray for Pedro. We pray for Lucy, his beautiful daughter. Would you continue to allow her to grow up healthy and happy? Bless her and thank you for Yvonne and Pedro's love for her and care for their daughter. Would you let these parents deepen in their understanding of your love for them as they continue to raise this sweet daughter of theirs that you have given to them? Father, I also pray for Munsuk. Would you give her your wisdom and your strength to follow your guidance without being shaken? God, you also know her health challenges. Would you heal her and her ailments in Jesus' name and allow her to find a primary care doctor who can best suit her health needs? In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. The greatest thing about praying on this show for others is that as you tune in, you can also join in your prayer as well. Bless you and Pedro, and thank you for listening to the show. As Christmas fast approaches, I thought about where I was at this time last year. This time last year, I was deployed to the Middle East on what is known as the 15th Marine Expeditionary Unit, or we call it the 15th Mew. For a good part of eight months, my Marines and I were on a ship called the Somerset. The Somerset normally has a crew of about 350 or so, but with my Marines on board, the ship ballooned up to around 700 to 800 on board. The ship itself is more designed to hold Marines and transport them around the world, so although it may have had minimum firepower compared to a destroyer, or other war-fighting ships, it was nonetheless impressive to say the least. It had the ability to go off radar completely so that enemy ships could not track it on their side of the radar. We usually call this going River City because no one had any contact with the outside world. The ship could also make drinkable water. It made fresh water from the bed of seawater that it rested on. So the ship was so impressive. But even with all the technology, what I found interesting was that it still had an anchor. In fact, I believe the Somerset had two anchors. So even with all that technology, modern ships still have an anchor. Compared to hundreds of years ago, Ships are larger and more powerful, and yet with all of our technological advances, the ship's anchor has changed very little. 
and yet it plays such an important part in keeping the ship steady when it wants to hold it in place. And trust me, we encountered storms and waves, and at one point I believe we had like 15 feet waves rocking us from side to side as tables, chairs, and furniture and personal belongings came crashing down all around us. It was quite the experience. It was these times that when the ship wanted to hold in place, the anchor became an essential equipment. During high waves and intense storms, these metal anchors would be dropped into the water, and the combination of the weight of the chains and the anchor itself kept the ship from drifting away from where we wanted to be. It kept secure to where we needed to be. And in the same way, we all need an anchor for ourselves when the storms of life come our way. Tonight's episode is entitled, We All Need an Anchor for Our Souls. We all need something that can stabilize us when the storms of life hit us. The term actually comes from the book of Hebrews chapter 6. Would you allow me to read that for you? Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13 through 20 says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus Abraham, having patiently waited, obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves, and in all their disputes an oath is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain, where Jesus had gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The book of Hebrews is simply a powerhouse of intense, deep theology. In recent years, I have found a new appreciation for this book. In fact, we studied this book every Friday at our Bible study. The theme of Hebrews is that Christ is superior. He is supreme, and he is sufficient in all circumstances. He's better than angels. He's better than Moses and all Old Testament figures. And if we ever think that we are impressive, the book of Hebrews reminds us that none of us are impressive. Not one of us. Even with all of our human accomplishments, we are not impressive. Do you know who is impressive? Jesus is impressive. He is the true hope for the world. And that is why, when we go through our own storms of life, and we will, we can be confident that in Christ, we will not be jostled around from the ways of life. Our passage is so rich in what we can pull out from it. For example, we can speak week upon weeks on this passage alone. We could talk about Abraham and how God tested Abraham's faithfulness. 
when he told him to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. By the way, contrary to what some may believe, Isaac was not a little boy in this passage. Genesis chapter 22, verse 6 says, And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. Isaac had to be at least the age to carry the wood for the offering that was to be made. Isaac also asked his father in Genesis chapter 22, verse 7, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? These details tell us that Isaac could have easily fended off his father if he wanted to, but he allowed himself to be put on the altar because he trusted in his father, and more importantly, he trusted in his God. And so God put Abraham to the test, and Abraham's faith endured. And so God makes an oath in his name, for there is no other name higher than his own to multiply Abraham's descendants upon the earth. And then we come to our passage that is the highlight of this episode, verse 19. And it says, We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain, where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Jesus, the great high priest, forever after the order of Melchizedek. Jesus, the one and only from the Old Testament to the New, the hero of Scripture and redemptive history. Jesus, the anchor of our souls. Do you know why we can be assured that God has kept his promise to Abraham and his promises to you? that he will never leave you nor forsake you, that his promise to you of hope and his purpose will stand the test of time. We can be confident in his promises because Jesus is our hope. So I have to ask you, where is your hope today? Where do you find stabilization in your life? Where do you go to when the storms hit? Where do you run to when crisis comes into your life? Where do you go to when the hope that you've had in people, money, fame, and your health deteriorates? Do you want to have full assurance that your hope will stand? Then look no further than Christ. He anchors your Christian life. He anchors your very being so that you won't be jostled around by the waves in the storm of life. However, unlike a real anchor, when you drop your anchor in Christ, it does not exist somewhere in the ocean. It does not dangle in the unknown somewhere. No, when you drop your anchor in Christ, it goes behind the curtain. You see, in the temple behind the curtain was the Holy of Holies, the very presence of God. The high priest in the book of Leviticus was only allowed to enter the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement. He could not enter whenever he chose. But when we drop our anchor, it lands on the Holy of Holies behind the curtain. You see, Jesus has gone ahead of you into the Holy of Holies, and he pulls you into the presence of God because your hope is anchored in his Son. And all this is not of your own works, but the grace and mercy of our great Savior, Jesus Christ. No one can work for it, it is freely given in him and him alone. 
So again, where is your anchor tonight? You see, it is not a matter of if you have an anchor in your life, because we all have some kind of anchor that we use to stabilize us when the storms of life hit. What is that for you? Would you examine your life right now and ask yourself, what are the hardships and challenges that you've gone through this year? During these times, you may have leaned on others for support, and that is a good thing to do. But don't ultimately lean on others, because people will fail you. Yes, by all means, lean on others for your stability, but they can only do so much. You may have used your career, your family, your status, your money for stabilization in your life. These things are not necessarily bad in of themselves, but if you make them your ultimate anchor, you will not last through the storm. The one true anchor, the one true foundation, the one true hope is in Jesus Christ. There is simply no substitution. In my life, there is no other foundation that has kept me when the world was rocked. I know of no other name in which I find comfort when the winds and storms of life come my way. No other anchor in which I can be secured into place. Do you want this kind of confidence in your life? Do not look within. Do not look into yourself for hope. The true anchor does not exist in yourself. The true anchor of life has a name, and his name is Jesus, our great high priest. In your own personal life and the world as a whole, the only true anchor has only but one name, Jesus. Now here's the deal. God does not promise us out of storms. In fact, the storms are a part of life. It is during storms when we can grow in our faith the most. Our character has a way of growing in the storm like no other place. So don't try to avoid the storms in your life. And when it comes, only Jesus can hold you together. Only he can make you stable. Tonight, if you find that you have set your anchor elsewhere, may I gently remind you that there is no other better place to rest your anchor than in Jesus Christ. Jesus is our anchor. If you're able, would you join me in prayer? Gracious Father, in life we will have storms. We will have trouble. We will have heartache and headache. When it comes, we thank you that our anchor is not in ourselves. Our anchor is not in temporary leaders and fallen human beings. Our anchor rests on the perfect one, the righteous, sinless Son of God. Jesus, help us to not draw away from you in our storms, but to come closer to you. To those who have drifted away from you during their storms, may they come running back. Give them the strength and courage to do so. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Well, that is it for me tonight. I want to thank you again and take this time to celebrate my 20th episode of my podcast. It may not seem like a lot, but it is a milestone, isn't it? I've learned to pause and celebrate small milestones because it is important. I want to thank you for hanging in there with me as I learn how to podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have liked what you've heard tonight, would you consider sharing this podcast with someone you know? I hope that you have a good rest of your weekend. 
as always, peace and blessings. Good night.